And now, it's time for part three of In the Moment. Do you think that there's something to us losing the, um, I guess, the universal pull of being with someone? Like, because I feel like back in the day when you met someone, it mm. was almost like the universe had to make that shit happen. Yep. Nowadays, you just kind of go on an app and swipe and swipe and swipe and swipe and swipe. You feel like we, I feel like we've lost <laughs> genuine connection because we don't rely on the universe mm. as much as we rely on Tinder. On analytics now. You know what I mean? It's a really good question, man. I don't, I, I do not know the answer to that. But the romanticizing of dating has certainly gone away that way. I think so. I mean, what was I reading a couple of weeks ago where some woman went out on this bold experiment where um, she asked a guy out face-to-face, and they didn't text each other. They just made a date, and they went out, or they talked on the phone a couple of times and then met at a bar. It was so bold. It's been the way it's been done the entire history of dating up until recently. Yeah, right? And now yeah. people are looking for the, the past. Yeah, you're right. Katie, what do you think? Because a lot of people now, I feel, will, oh, we met each other, and let's just keep texting, and let's just keep FaceTiming and Damn. FaceTiming and FaceTiming until finally someone says, let's go on a date. But what I found is more common, especially between my age group, which sucks, is that <laughs> my friends who they'll try to go on dates with guys that they may meet online. But the guy's first thing is, hey, you want to chill? Mm. Hey, you want to come to my place? No one's planning actual dates. Right. It usually, from anymore. what I understand, goes yeah. like, chat, 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 let's fuck. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. <laughs> and then it's like, no. like, What are y'all doing out here? Why do you think that this is acceptable and it's okay? And it's because too many people are accepting it. And so that is also changing the way the dating is. That A lot of people think it's easier just to say that. Hey, just come chill at my place. We'll be cool. We'll be good. Um, and then maybe, if I think you're worth it, we'll go out for some cheesesteaks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What if you don't worry about any of this shit, Mo, and you mm. just date and let it come to you. Mm. You are, have already said you overanalyze everything. everything. You've put so much pressure on yourself by mm. saying there's only one true love for me. Mm. That's fair. So I can't really catch feelings for somebody that I'm not going to have a deep love for. Yeah. Man, that's a lot of pressure. Like, for example, <laughs> yeah. right? Uh -huh. The woman that you, are you guys still dating, dating, currently dating, whatever, that your grandmother wants you to marry? I don't know at this point. Okay, all right. But well, I believe I, we're dating. Okay. How you feel about her right now, as of today, on a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. 1, eh, I do not like her at all. Mm. 10, I'm in love. How would you rank her? It's two different rankings. No. One it's, overall. They're different, Katie. I nah, can't give we, you one we, ranking. We, I don't need no physical ranking. Okay, all right. <laughs> I get what y'all are saying when y'all tell me, stop overthinking everything. I completely get it. I mean, everybody who loves me has been telling me that my entire <laughs> life. I appreciate it because I know when y'all say it, y'all care about me, but I also hate it. Because <laughs> you can't? Because is it it's like impossible. asking me to be tall or something? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Uh -huh. It's so annoying. It's like when people tell you, hey, stop overthinking, it's the same thing as looking at someone and going, hey, start thinking. God, it's gotta be you so have to look at the opposite of it. Like, hey, why don't you think more? Because there are friends who I have in my life who I wish would think more. <laughs> and I can't say yeah. to them, hey, why don't you start thinking? Yeah, you can. Right? You, you, but it would be rude. Right. But when people tell you to stop thinking so much, it's like it's you're asking me to be someone I'm not. But all I'm asking you right now about her is do, do the pros outweigh the cons? Okay, that's a fair question. It's hard to tell. Well, she gets plane tickets for your grandmother. That's a pro. <laughs> that's a pro. Apparently. That's a big pro. That's a right marry there. her pro. <laughs> that is, is GoPro. <laughs> 
Um, as a woman, if I'm being completely honest, as a woman, she's a 10. She's up. I mean, when I'm comparing her to what I've experienced. Physically, he's talking about no, 10. No, oh. no, no, no. Oh, no, like you're no, in. No. Like she is, a, a, I think, amongst the crowd of women that I have met at this age, she about a 10, she about the closest you're going to get to perfection. So why aren't you transitioning into the dating lockdown phase? I just don't understand the marriage part. Well, you know, that's in the future. What? Not always, so though, far B. down there. Not always, though, Has she brought it up at all? Yeah. So it, it must be a deal breaker for her then. Exactly. Okay. You see my point? Because sometimes when you meet a woman like that and she starts to say to me, and this is the thing, if a woman says to me, I, uh, I don't like the fact that you don't understand the value of marriage. I, I went to Katie one day. I said, Katie, we got into a little debate and I didn't like it because she came to me and she was like, I know you don't like marriage. And I was already upset because that's not what I said. And I ain't going to lie, I'm kind of impatient, B, when people be like, you said this on radio. And mm-hmm. I'm like, that's not what I said, because mm-hmm. we go through that a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Katie, and I'm like, she told me I don't like marriage. And Katie said, that's not what you said. You said you don't understand the value of marriage. Mm-hmm. And then Katie was helping, but it wasn't helping, because in that moment, I felt like, why couldn't she understand that? You see what I'm saying? Yeah, it's such an so easy just, answer to me, though. I just wanted her to tell me why I should marry you. And if she would have came back with an answer... Like, oh, because of this, 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 and this, I'd have proposed right there. You don't see the value in marriage, though. It's an easy answer. So if somebody says to you, why don't you see the value in marriage? The easy answer, which you've already said today, is because I haven't fallen in love with the right woman yet. But even when I do fall in love with her, great. I'm in love with you. I want to be with you for the rest of my life. What is the marriage thing about? He wants to know, what does the woman bring to the table? What am I marrying you for? So when you ask this woman, we should just give her a name, too. Just not a real name. Uh, okay, to give him a name. Give her a name. Jess. Jess. Let's call her Jess. Jasmine. Okay. So, or Jasmine, okay. Right, Jess. Jasmine. No, Jess Jasmine. Jess. Yep. So when you and Jess have talked about this, mm-hmm. and you have said to her, what's the value for me mm-hmm. in marrying you? Yeah. You said those words. I did. Jesus. You know I yeah, I know. <laughs> I say, I say, Jesus. This has always been my problem, to be honest. I say things to women that I think most men are like. The fact that she didn't I walk out of the fucking room myself. gives her one more. I know. All right, and she couldn't answer that. Like, no. I don't know what. No, no, no. And I, and 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 I, I. She's not the only woman I've asked this question to. The only woman I haven't asked this question to is my grandmother. But everyone else, I've asked. I have nothing wrong with it. It's such an arrogant question. Why? Because you're saying I know what I bring. What are you bringing? What's wrong? Like, with that? what's in it for me? What's wrong with because that? I'm up here. No. What are you? What are you bringing? No, maybe I just maybe I love myself, and I know that, that does come off as arrogant. It does. Mm-hmm. You're right. To a lot of people, I have noticed that. I would talk to Katie about this earlier today. I was speaking to realizing that in life, sometimes when you want to come up and you're grinding it out and you're really trying to figure it out and you're struggling and you're going through it all. People love you. You're like the victim. They cheer for you. Come on, you got this, right? Mm-hmm. But for some reason, when you put all those years of struggle in, mm-hmm. you actually start to gain a little bit of success, uh-huh. start to do well in life, they hate you. They want to tear you down. Same people. Yeah, it's the same. I mean, yeah. Family, friends, everybody around you, all of a sudden they hate you. They want to see you lose. They want to see you fail. Anybody that was ever great, they hate you. Mm. For some reason, people find it to where they can relate to the person that's struggling. 
Yes. But when victims the, do win, man. Right. A lot. But when you yes. are the person that is now in a position of success, I fought for this. Mm-hmm. I blood, sweat, and tears for this. They don't care. So when you get to a point of saying, you know what, I do love myself. I do think I'm a catch. I do think I'm pretty dope because I worked for that. I lived a life that was conducive of me being that. And then when you get to that level and say, I just want to meet somebody that's equally yoked and can match me at that energy for some reason, they look at you and go, you're an arrogant piece of shit and you don't deserve that. Mm. Why? Uh, Gosh, so much to chew on here, man. So on the come up, I believe you're right. You know? Everybody is supporting each other. They want you to do well. And then you get to a certain level and you've got all of a sudden what they want. So this is when life becomes fucking Game of Thrones. Oh, it changes so fast. Right? Game of Thrones. But in the overall scheme of things, when you're playing the numbers here, Mo, man, I can count on one hand, one hand, how many people truly have fucked me, like have really done me wrong professionally or personally, which discounts the hundred or thousands of people that I still think champion me and and champion what we do. But I think you're giving the power away to the few that were jealous or petty and didn't want to see you do well. I'm going to be honest with you, B. That's a... I feel like it's the opposite for me. Really? I feel like I can count the people who supported me through and through on either way on one hand. What do you think, Katie, in your experiences? Do you feel like you can count the people who supported you on one hand more, or do you feel like you can count the people who didn't support you on one hand more? No, I can count the people who supported me on, like, more than one hand. It's the people who didn't support me on, yeah. I certainly feel like Mm. to this day of my life, I can count the people who supported me through and through, no matter what, on one hand. Really? Yes. Not the same for me. I don't have that experience. Maybe this is the bottom line of why I think the way I do. <laughs> Maybe. I think so. Look, the ones that have, uh, you know, kind of fucked me, it hurt. It's hard to get over. Yeah. But when I look at my life and I look at the people in my life right now, there are so many more positive influences than negative. It's not even close, man. Yeah. Really? Not even close for me. Same. Hmm. It's been like two people who's fucked me over in my life. And you're still young. Yeah, that's that's an, that's another thing. I'm you like, I'm not, I'm not. Maybe you got, you got some more. Some <laughs> you got some more coming. Yeah, I don't know if that does say something to me as a person, and maybe it does. But I don't want people to walk away from this feeling like I'm saying this from a perspective of um, like being a victim. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not a victim at all. I, I don't ever want to be. I'm not asking for any sympathy or anything like that. But if I'm just telling my life story as the way it has mapped out for me. I mean, no disrespect to my parents, but my own parents didn't think this would happen for me. I mean, my parents looked at me and said, I think trying to be a comedian is a hard thing. That's dangerous. A lot of comedians don't make it. I think you should be a cop instead. And I was like, what the fuck? You think mm-hmm. you think it'd be less danger mm-hmm. as a comedian than a police? So I'm saying that to say nobody ever believed in anything that I did since I was the kid mm-hmm. that was abused. Mm-hmm. And maybe that had something to do with it. We talked about that earlier. Maybe Childhood traumas. Being abused by your father kind of sets you up mm-hmm. in life to where you realize if the guy that brought me here will take me out, then who will love me? It also makes me think because the discrepancy between people that have supported you, at least in your mind, and haven't, it feels to me like your definition of not being supported is very different than mine. Let's talk about it. Um, I just think, I don't know that I've ever met anybody that has said what you said. 
So it makes me feel like your definition of being not supported is fragile. Fair. What? Why? What is supported then? Maybe well, I don't understand it. Even your parents, by saying that, they didn't think that that was going to be your your path. Mm-hmm. And they wanted you to be a cop, take the safe way. I don't see that as not supporting you. I just feel like they thought <laughs> that your happiness and success would be found better in this talent than another talent. I don't I don't know what am I trying to say? No, I hear you. They were just trying to be more realistic I, for you. And I don't and I want to be clear. Mm. I'm not saying this is like my parents were bad parents. My parents were amazing mm-hmm. parents. They were incredible parents and they did support me as parents. But if I'm being honest about coming to them and saying I have a dream and I really believe that I'm really good at this and I can make this happen, it took my father to uh, who wasn't there at all to actually say, hey, well, I'll build a special for you and see how this goes. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the point. So I remember my dad telling me when I got into sports initially um, that, you know what, why don't you just become an attorney or something? You want to be TV sportscaster? Go be a lawyer. I still don't look at, back at that as like him not supporting. It just didn't, oh, even, I feel that way. It didn't even matter to me. You don't feel that Honestly, way? Honestly, I mean, my relationship with my dad was so different than yours, but it didn't even matter to me. Like I... It could be me. I, I'm be honest. It could be me. I'm willing to be accountable, but I'm going to be completely honest. If my kid came to me and said, I want to be a swimmer, and I thought they were better at something else, I would put everything into them swimming. Mm-hmm. But that's just me. Yeah. I would feel like I, I may not see it. It may not be what I see, but if that's what you see, then let's go get it. I am going to give you everything that I have in my power with my resource to ensure that you have everything you mm-hmm. need to make that happen. Mm-hmm. I am not going to deter you away from your dream because I don't see it. But at some me. point, though, as a, and I don't think your parents did this because now you're talking about swimming, and I'm thinking about Hollis, my son, who's really into soccer, and I'm looking at Eliza, who this weekend is swimming in the states at eight years old. That's right? fire! Isn't that amazing? That is fire! God, she impresses the shit out of me, her. man. I'm so jealous of her athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You gotta put the trunks on. Go out there and swim with her. Would they really know? smoke you? I'm five foot four. Would anybody really know? <laughs> I started pulling her from underneath just so I could take her spot. Um, I would do everything also, but at some point, look, if my dude's not scoring goals or my girl is not winning meets anymore and I'm investing a shit ton of money, oh, at some point I'm going to go, baby. This ain't it. <laughs> no, that's fair. Uh-huh. But in my case, that wasn't the case. I was right. pretty damn good at comedy. Right. I was pretty <laughs> damn good. Right. They didn't know because they didn't come to a show. Mm. They had mm. no idea. Yeah. And to me, that was support. And I'm not saying that to say that my parents were bad parents. I'm just saying, like, I don't. I feel like I was amazing at something, and they told me I should do something else. And mm-hmm. I bet on myself. And my dad himself, to give my dad credit, will, will stand here and tell you I fucked up. Mm-hmm. No, I fucked up. I got that wrong with my son. And my, and my son bet on himself, and now I have learned mm-hmm. that that's the way to handle it. And he bet on himself. And when my sister, my younger sister, had a dream of painting and artwork, I think my dad looked at the way he handled mm-hmm. me. Yep. And put way more into her. Yeah. And it did wonders for her. So he learned. He learned. We, we educate ourselves and we learn. Look, this is for you and your therapist, but I think if there really is that kind of discrepancy in the way that you see the world, that more people haven't supported you than still support you, I think there's there's got to be a lens shift there. That's fair. And it's above my pay, pay grade. Little Mo needs a hug. All right. Now I need Even a Big hug. Mo, I'll, I'll give you one. I, I appreciate it. I need <laughs> both of them. All right. So. We talked about this earlier, right? Do you do you think that uh did you get a lot of DMs about the Morgan Wallen thing? 
No, hardly any at all. Really? Hardly any at all. And wow, I was really dude. expecting to Facebook. Wow. Facebook was lit up. It went crazy. <laughs> I didn't. I don't even go on Facebook. What were people saying? Because oh. I didn't. I was really non-committal about it. Um. Mm-hmm. So if you're listening now and you don't know who this dude is, this guy's like the biggest dude in country music right now, man. I mean, he's crossed over into pop. Also, he's got like. He just put an album out that has 30 cuts on it, and like 10 of them are in the top 20. Huge, right? But he has this, this mark on his permanent record that years ago, when he just started to work his way up, he threw the N-word around when he was drunk with his friends. Somebody recorded it, and he got caught. Right. So at that point, the record label put him in the penalty box and they took some money away from him and he lost some sponsorships. But, you know, we can get into a conversation about racism in country music because that did nothing except propel his career. It was a rollout in the country world. Yeah. Racism becomes a rollout. It for became a, lot of a rollout. It's yeah. a great way to say it. I mean, and the numbers were astronomical. Now, mm-hmm. that was in 2021. It was so buried in my head that when I saw his name a couple of weeks ago and he was doing so well, I mean, it's part of our job to stay on top of this stuff. So when I saw Morgan Wallen come out, I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this guy's album a chance, right? And I started listening to it. And as a casual fan of country music, I'm like, shit, that's pretty good, man. Okay, I can do this. Um, And then it hit me like, wait a minute. This is the dude that said the N-word. Am I allowed to like this music? (laughs) uh, And that was really my question because socially, I'll stop listening to his ass tomorrow because, quite frankly, a lot of country artists (laughs) sound the same to me. Uh, And I was very noncommittal about it on the show, just saying I'm having mixed feelings about it. I like the dude's music, but I don't know that I feel comfortable as an ally for the community to, like, listen. Right. And so I don't know what happened on Facebook. Were people like me up? No, no. No, 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 no. Oh, it was the other That's way. crazy. So for the video that we that was posted of the segment, nearly about 300 comments. Out of those 300, I would say if I had to estimate 266 were on the side of, oh, why are we talking about this? Mm. Why does it even matter? Oh, that eh. must have hurt y'all. Why Indeed. does it matter? Ah, get wow. over it. You guys got to yeah. bring this to my attention so we can bring He apologized. Bring yeah. this on the big show. <laughs> so we, we can talk about this on the big show for sure because I think our community is upset that we even have to explain it, mm-hmm. right? And I don't think some of our community understands that that's a big part of what we do, right? And that we can have these conversations and that you'll bring them to the show, you'll bring them to the platform, and then we can debate them, and then it's like it's understood but sometimes I think black people walk away feeling like, why are we even explaining this? Mm-hmm. And I think a part of that is because <clears throat> a lot of us feel like uh, sometimes when black artists do certain things, it's not viewed the same as when white artists do certain things. So to give you an example. R. Kelly. Right. Okay. I'll mm-hmm. never listen to that fucking guy's music. No one will. Mo- mm-hmm. And oh, the majority no, no, of us uh-huh. will say Even the same. Even in the community. Uh-huh. No, no, no. And if you're talking about quality of music, if we're being honest, the majority of black people will tell you he's the greatest R&B artist of all time. Right, Getty? Right or wrong? No, right. Like, they'll t- like we really had to get rid of R. Kelly <laughs> when we didn't want to. <laughs> like, we did not want to let this man go. That he, was a hard delay. Oh, that was rough. Mm-hmm. You know? But when you look at, like... Um, I'd say Chris Brown is a great example, right? He did what he did to Rihanna. And for the most part, some of the black community has gotten to a point of, like, it was 20 years ago. It was one incident. 
We're trying to let it go. Mm. The other half of the black community is like, it never matters. We don't care. We're done with them. Mm -hmm. What we feel is the majority of the white community is like, we don't care. We're done. We don't want to hear nothing about it, right? But when you look at um, the Beatles, uh, the lead singer for the Beatles admitted himself that he had domestic violence issues with his girl and that he beat her up a lot, like all the time. He said that out of his own mouth. And me and Tommy even talked about this. Mm -hmm. And what Tommy told me was, a lot of people just don't know. I didn't know that. See, a lot mm-hmm. of people are ignorant to this information of which black people feel like, mm-hmm. well, that's not fair. Mm-hmm. You can't use ignorance as an excuse when you have, like, the Beatles posted everywhere as mm-hmm. if they were legends. Yep. And then Chris Brown has to get the hell out of here. It's legit. So when I was looking at the Morgan Wallen thing, the analogy that I drew for myself, and you guys correct me if you f- feel like my lens is off here, right? Mm-hmm. Um... So you got a guy that grows up in rural Tennessee mm-hmm. in a town of 1,400 people where he probably grows up, and I'm assuming a lot of things here, man, that that word is probably th- thrown around quite a bit. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming in this small little town in Tennessee there are Confederate flags flying from here or there. Same thing in the middle of Georgia from time to time. When I'm driving up to Gainesville, I'll see him from time to time, right? So as a dude that grew up, grew up in that environment, even though he knows the word is wrong, that is around him so much that he is freely using that around his friends, okay? The analogy I had in my head was more to Michael Vick for me than it was anything else. Because when Michael Vick came out and he was fighting dogs, pit mm-hmm. bulls, he grew up in that environment in Virginia where nobody looked weirdly on that. So as an adult, this dude is fighting dogs. So I think probably somewhere in his heart he's like, ah, man, this doesn't sound right. But you know what? I grew up and this is this is part of, like, my culture. This is what I grew up in, right? So I listened to that, and I felt like that makes a lot of sense to me, man. Uh, and he went to jail for that. He came out. People are still pissed about that. And I wasn't. I'm like, this is what he knew. He also went to jail for it. And now he came out, and now he knows. So it almost felt similar to me. Tell me if that is misguided. I don't think it is. And it's ironic you bring that up. I'll tell you why. Because when we were having that same conversation with Tommy that day, that's exactly what came up. Do you remember? Because he has his ornament, his Mike Vick ornament. When we were speaking for his Christmas tree. Yes, Tommy (laughs) has a Mike Vick ornament Mm -hmm. that he was like, I want to put it up on a tree so bad, but I don't think that I can because when Mm. white people come over, they might look at that and feel like I'm taking a side here kind of Mm. thing. So, no, I think that's perfectly uh, valid, B. And and let me say this, to be clear, for anybody that's listening, this is not directed toward you at all. Look, I'm not going to get offended if it is. No, I know personally that you, you... you, are, you can be one of the most forgiving and understanding white people that a black person could come across. I'm Like, genuinely. We need more Bert. No, I'm not. I want to make that very clear. Very clear. Thank you. Right? So I feel like how a lot of us feel at times like this, to make it simple, is that for some reason, a lot of white people want to say this word so bad it makes no uh, right like they'll even call up and go you know why can't we say it Mm -hmm. we should be able to say it 
Because you say it. Yeah, yeah, I don't understand this either. And the reason it kind of disturbs, well, I'll say me. I won't say the community is because I asked Katie this. I genuinely asked literally all of the friends I know this. Ask black people. We are obviously the ones that have been oppressed. We've hung from trees. Mm-hmm. We've been hit with whips. I mean, we've gone through it. Obviously, our generations have gone through this. Katie, in, a, in all honesty, how many times as a black woman have you been in a black circle where no white people have been around and you were in the privacy of whatever, and you said a slur term that was dedicated towards another race? Does Karen count? <laughs> no. Karen's come from all races, though, don't they? <laughs> yeah, no, they but do. Mostly white. Yeah, exactly. Mostly no, they white. do. They do. Seriously, how many times? Haven't. Nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. No. I've never experienced, genuinely, mm-hmm. I have personally never experienced a black circle where no white people were around, mm-hmm. where we just thought it was cool to just throw slurs around mm-hmm. about white people, Asian, any other race. It doesn't matter. Like, it's a weird thing to me because we've never done that. If you were in a black circle and you were to just throw around a slur term of another race, I actually think the black people in that circle will look at you a little weird. You yeah. think I'm wrong in that? No, absolutely. Like, like, what are you even doing? What the fuck? Like, we don't, <laughs> it's one of those. It's like. We don't do that. Because right? it's, why is it necessary? Why? Like, what are you trying to even get off here? So to a black person, when that happens and everyone says we should just forgive the person for saying it. Because some white people felt like, well, he didn't say it towards a black person, so it's not so bad. I saw that so in the bad. comments. Still. I saw that in the comments. We yeah. don't even use it. It doesn't come up. We don't care. I don't even know the slur terms. So when we, as a people who have mm-hmm. been through this, hear other white people going, well, why can't we say it? I think the better question is, why the hell do you want to? Yeah, I, look, I'm with you on this, man. I don't... I, I think that even... White people that don't understand it should just shut the fuck up, <laughs> right? I mean, you know it's a heated word. Everybody knows the history that goes along with that word, right? So who cares? It's one word out of how word. many words do we have in the English it's language? So many. So, many. so many fucking words. So many, but you yeah. tell somebody they can't do something, then they get passionate about doing it. So I concur with you. I don't understand it, and... I think that it's, look, I came in here a couple of days ago and you and I were talking about the Chris Rock special. Yeah. And you said, what part about it did it offended you? And I'm like, be honest with you, I hated that he uses the N-word so yeah. much. I just mm-hmm. hate that word so much. And it's funny because me and Katie always talk about like when we get around, right, like the Bird Show stat, like we try to not say it. Oh, yes. I hate that word. Because as a black person, right, uh, and don't forget your thought. I don't okay. want you to forget your okay, thought. Cool. But as a black person, like we use it. It's so natural. It sounds like to me that in the black community, it's used the same way that in the white community, we say dude. Exactly. No, seriously. (laughs) I know. Yes. Yes. I know. Exactly. So when you get around white people, like I have been, I've been conscious of that. I've told Katie, like, it's times when I catch myself (laughs) because you've been saying it your whole life, right? Like when you're younger, no one stops you typically and says, hey, why are you saying that word? Right. You don't really learn that until you get a little bit older and someone goes, why are you saying that word? And then you learn the history of it, and why are you saying it? And sometimes, as an older black person, you will kind of question yourself, like, do I really need to say this? Why am I saying this? But usually, you've been saying it so long that when I get on stage in Atlanta, and there's a lot of white people in the crowd, (laughs) I'm so confused. (laughs) Because I don't want to say it. Right. But it's been a natural thing. Well, and also, you know, the really bad entitled excuse 
that some white people will use by saying, well, black people use it. Right. Oh, my God. So why can't I use it? Because yep. we've taken I mean, it back. I mean, do, they, do people really feel that way, yes. or is that just an excuse to just use a word that they know is provocative and offensive? Oh, I don't know the answer absolutely. to that. I think, and, there's a level of privilege. And, yes. Mo, yeah. tell me if I'm wrong, but I know if I ever hear someone black say it with the ER, I'm like, yo, whoa, whoa, whoa. The same, same reaction. It's like, same hey, reaction. If a hey, black hey. person uses it and it's not the slang version, the slang that we version use. of it. Because the ER is different than the A. I get it. Yep. So if you use the ER, even a black person to a black person is kind of like, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's, but just the, the want. Like, I do kind of want us to one day allow white listeners who feel that way. Like, that, why can't I say it? I just want to ask them, why do you want to? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to? Like, what but, is it going to accomplish for you? We can ask that, dude. I, mean, I think the biggest problem that I had is, yes, I can understand someone apologizing for using that term if it comes from a place of being sincere instead of a place of I was caught, which you really truly don't know how authentic an apology could be. But my biggest problem is that when we talked about it on the Burt Show, right, and posted that video, a lot of people on Facebook were telling black people how to feel. Mm. It, it was majority of the comments were from white people saying, I don't understand why you're so offended about it. And how I, what made it worse. With black explaining? Right. Yes. Yes, there's black Exactly. Yes. What made it worse is that one comment in particular said, I don't understand why colored people. Mm. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, that, that explains it in itself. You, yeah. you don't even know how to use proper terminology yep. and language, yet you're upset that, quote, you, you're calling us colored. Mm. Like, that's the problem in itself. That ties into it. So how are you going to tell a group, a community that was oppressed how to feel about something that was negative towards us when you Thanks. don't know the experience? Mm-hmm. Of why we're offended and why we may not accept the apology and why some of us may, you know, like. Most of the time, all we have to do is be open-minded and listen to each other. Just don't tell it us how to feel. so many things. There are just some things that you have to accept you're not going to understand, but it is the way it is. Yeah. And for right. white people, this one shouldn't be that difficult. <laughs> really, it really, it really shouldn't. shouldn't. And I can't, it, it, you know, it's deflating for me to have these conversations. I can't even imagine in 2023 what it's like for you guys. It's rough. I mean, it must be like. Shit's never going to change. It's never going to change. It's not. We went from fighting for, like, equal rights to fighting for the fact that uh, we, we, we should just try to help people understand why they shouldn't use slur terms towards us. Like, why, why do we even have to explain that? Yeah, That's you know, when you, when you were saying, hey, you know what, we should, maybe we should talk about this on The Burt Show. People that are going to hear that and don't agree with it, I don't know that any conversation on The Burt Show is really going to change it's their mind. Like, they don't help. even kind of right. get it. You know? You're right. All right. Let's get out of here, but before we do, let's have some fun. Almost. I don't want to leave yet. Oh, you don't want to leave yet? Uh -uh. You got time? Yeah. Oh. Well, some of these questions are probably going to lead to us having some conversation, but I do have some situations that Katie and I have debated on this show a lot of times, and I feel like, B, you have to be the word of reason. Oh, wow. That's sad. So we're about to have some fun. Okay. Ready? Yep. All right. In the case that a man and a woman are engaged, which is the biggest debate that Katie and I have had within the last couple of months. <laughs> and that man gives her an engagement ring. Mm-hmm. But they don't get married. Yes. What happens to that ring, B? Does the woman owe that man the ring, or does he owe her to keep the ring? My problem here is with the word owe. What I think doing the right thing is, 
Mm-hmm. Give it back. Give the ring back. <laughs> no, no. Give it, Give it back, back. Kitty. Give it no. back. It's my fucking ring. It's my <laughs> ring. You gave it to me. In case we were getting married. We're and not getting married. Give my ring back. No, we're not getting married. Move on. Let's say, Katie, you're a, we're a super progressive couple, you and I. Mm-hmm. And you decide one day that you're going to propose to me. And mm-hmm. you bring a ring. Yes. And, Big ring. Oh, my God. You get down on one knee and yes. you say, hey, I want to spend the rest of my life with you, Bert. Oh, you're all that I've ever wanted in a half-size man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I start crying. <laughs> clutching my pearls. Oh, my God. I've oh. waited for this day my entire oh, life. You made me the happiest man in the world. <laughs> and I say yes, right? And then somehow, some way, we break up over the course of the next couple of hours. Um, <laughs> I don't want that ring. I don't want to turn it around for the dirty money that I might get. I want you to have it back. I don't want anything to do with it. It really doesn't have Why to do, do with money at all. Why do you want to keep it? For the money, for the scratch yep. so you can turn I bet no, you no, do. No, 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 no. He's saying if I propose, right? Yeah. Okay, I don't want the ring back either because there's bad juju connected you to it let now. You keep that ring, Katie? Yes. Really? I don't want the ring. And I'm, honestly, if I spent that time and money and proposed oh to you with that ring. It was a beautiful proposal, by the way. Right? It was. And oh. it's great and fantastic. Mm-hmm. Oh. Clearly, I'm not hurting for anything, right? <laughs> so because of it, I don't even need the money that's connected to that ring. So you're taking such a middle of the road here. So what do you do with that money then? So you don't want it. I don't want it. What are we doing with it? Oh, I don't know. We're donating to charity then. If you don't want it, I don't want it. It's got to go to somebody else because I don't want that tied to I me. I can tell you never been in a situation where you lost something. That's the way. That's the oh, reason. Oh no, you feel I've this lost way. something. Don't okay. do that. All right. <laughs> Speaking of lost something, we've had this debate too. If it's not about a ring, B, and it's about an ass. Uh huh. Somebody <laughs> lost the ass. Yes. You bought an ass <laughs> oh, for okay. your lady, okay. right? You bought the ass. All right. And now you're not getting married anymore. Yes. <laughs> Do you get the ass? <laughs> I want the ass back. Katie, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you remember this debate? Yes. Um, I don't get the money from the ass back. However, I get to hit it from behind for the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I got free access <laughs> for the rest of my life. You want to keep that? You know, yes. No, that's no, a winner. See? No, that's a winner. No, that's a winner. That? Okay, that's a winner. Keep it no, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Stay tuned for another episode of In the Moment with their host Mo and co-host Katie.